welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Jeff Hennig. Thanks, buddy, for being on. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah. So you and I first got in contact, this is one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on, right after, I don't know specifically when it was, I think it was maybe April? When did you open the the market? May 5th would have been okay. the first day for the Babel Island market. Yeah, Real. so it. I think that'll always live in my mind because, you know, COVID just hit, if you will. And um, at the same time, you were opening Balboa Island Market, Balboa Island Grill, which is in Newport Beach, California, on Balboa Island, right off of the ferry. Right at the ferry stop on the boardwalk, yep. Yep. South Bayfront, yep. Are there names for each side of the ferry? So or the peninsula so the side island is Balboa Island, yeah. and the peninsula, which is Newport Beach, yeah. is actually Balboa Peninsula, yeah. and there's the Balboa Pier. So yep. there's so there's Newport Pier, yep. and then there's Balboa. So when you yep. get down on the peninsula, that that is considered the Balboa Peninsula, and that's yep. why. Remember this summer when it was flooding, when the waves were coming yep. over, yep. people were freaking out, calling me, going, "Oh my God, I'm watching the news. It's yeah. flooding down the streets," and I'm like. I'm here now, and yes, it's. it's yeah. I don't see it flooding. Yep. Well, it, it was Balboa Peninsula, and yep. on the news it said Balboa Island. Yep. So, yep. Man, what the hell's going on? It, yeah, it was. It was such an interesting time. Not that it's not interesting anymore, but you know, here we are at the height of the pandemic, and you're opening a new small business that is. The success of the business is determined by people coming in the door, and if you turn on the media, they're saying, "Don't leave your house." So. Um, it was uh, it was so interesting being uh, kind of watching you guys open this business at that time when when it, most people wouldn't even think about that. Well, right? well, it's not like Tony and Christina and I got together and said, "There's a pandemic, dude. Let's go into retail. <laughs> let's go into retail, food, and market sales." Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the decision was made in late January. Yeah. Um, that, that, that space, which had been a market and yeah. a takeout food place, uh, yeah. had been vacated and I have been, um, frequenting Balboa Island for the last 11 years. Yeah. Um, my best buddy has a place right down the boardwalk. So I, for 11 years, I've been using the market and grill and, and, um, over the years you saw it, it really deteriorate. Uh, the offerings became less and less and it just wasn't what in our mind yeah. the uh, the neighborhood needed yep. uh, and and so our job is to was to give it a facelift clean it up uh you know give it better offerings um and service the neighborhood mm -hmm. and uh, and the visitors um with what they need yeah uh and you guys have done an awesome job i think it's it's really revitalized that side of the the island and i think i shared with you previously is you know i go down there regularly with my my wife and my kids and uh, we never stopped there before no no so now we make a point to stop there so it's just it's created this extra energy right there and i think to your to your credit um you know newport beach specifically Balboa island is is very uh it, it thrives on tourism and there was very little tourism this year, and I think you guys built up a nice following just with the local, the local crowd. Thank you. It, you know, the thing was really in the beginning of the of the pandemic um, when there was a lot of unknowns, yeah. and you, you remember those days were just crazy. Like everyone's uh, in their house, uh, watching the news, surfing the web, yep. doing you know jigsaw puzzles or whatever mm -hmm. 
um, really not knowing what to do. So the first thing was for us is that it gave, we had something to do. Yeah. So I was driving back and forth each day from uh, Corona. Yep. And I would have something to do. So we're inside the market working, cleaning, fixing, repairing, whatever we were doing. And there were times when the boardwalk was actually shut down. So they didn't allow people to even walk the boardwalk. Uh, The city didn't. There were times when the boardwalk was just one direction. So if you walked, you had to go clockwise, things like that. But for us, being located right at the ferry stop, we the entrance to where we were at really never was shut off. And the fact that people were still coming down agate, people yep. were still using the ferry. Um, for us, we, we really never shut down. I mean, we, we never shut down once we opened and we've always had business. Yep. Now, now what, you know, what sort of foot traffic did we have? Would we have had in a, in a non pandemic year uh, was probably different for sure. But that being said, we couldn't have handled it anyway. We're all new. My partners and I have never ran a business like this. So every day up until May 5th of 2021 is going to be a new day that we haven't experienced yet. Yep. Um, yep. But now we've got 10 months under our belt and, or, you know, nine months, whatever it is. And, and so, you know, we're a little more confident in what we're doing and, um, a lot of those sort of bugs of having a new business and being new to the business have been worked out. So um, one of the main things we want to talk about today is businesses being shut down and small businesses in general. Um, but I think before that, why don't you talk a little bit about you know your prolific career in motocross, supercross, and kind of how the, um, you know, what led to deciding to open a small business. Yeah. So my background is, uh, I grew up in Kansas city, uh, uh racing motorcycles, uh, yep. motocross, uh, parlayed that into a, a professional career, uh, multiple championships, world championships, all of that sort of stuff. Um, still heavily involved in the, in the industry in multiple facets, um, uh, broadcasting, uh, I make my own products, uh, uh, founder of a nonprofit organization within the industry um, that creates motorcycle uh, coaches, um, you name it. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's been my entire life. Yeah. And one of the things that well, well, there's really two things that that sort of had that law of attraction with with the market. Um, one thing was the desire to spend more time on a uh, Balboa Island. Yep. Um, absolutely love the Island. Um, it's one of my favorite places to be. I love the neighborhood it aspect. It just feels like vacation when you're down there. Yeah. Permanent vacation. I, I am a very fun guy. I like to have a good time as they say. <laughs> and so I fit in, uh, in Balboa Island. Well, yeah. uh, I'm 50, so I'm on the, the younger side yep. of the, yep. of the, of the residents there. Um, but I love being able to just jump on the beach cruiser and, and, you know, hit one of the restaurants around, um, you know, things as simple as, you know, you go into the, uh, into the post office there and it's yeah. like, there's nobody in line, yeah, yeah, yeah. super easy, yeah. you know? So, uh, I love that aspect of it. Um, and then the second thing is the idea of, of opening up a retail space mm-hmm. like this, a retail business was so different than anything that I had ever done. Yeah. And I didn't plan on it happening during the pandemic, but it really gave me something to do last year when, when the motorcycle industry, uh, as far as a lot of the things that I, I would be doing, which, you know, I mean, I travel about 125,000 miles a year. Yep. So I travel a ton, yep. okay, all over the world, all over the country. Um, 
so it really gave me something to do during that downtime. But the market and grill was so different. It's like, let me just do something different than yeah, I've yeah, ever yeah. done. Yep. And trust me, at the market and grill, I've done every job, you know, big to small. I'm an owner. I, I, I love I, that. I don't know get, if I've cleaned a toilet, dirty. but I've gotten plenty dirty. Yeah. Right? And so, so I know the business from yep. the ground up. Yeah. Um, I've done all of that. Um, and so what's great now is is taking more of a leadership position where I'm creating a team mm-hmm. and then the team does what it needs to yep. do, right? Because the job isn't isn't to to you know spend my days um, right right now doing um, um, an hourly wage job. Yep. Okay. Now my my duties with the market have changed to a leadership position, uh, business building, advertising, marketing, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think when I first used to stop down there, I would always see you guys there. And now when I stop down, I don't remember the last time I saw you there. So that obviously means things are going pretty well. Well, it is. I mean, things change, and yep. sometimes I'm 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 busy there. Like yep. I have to go pick up CO two today. Yeah. Like the CO 2s out. Yep. So I guess I'm. You know, that's my that's my job right now. But but the idea is that okay. So how do I set this up to where that now the CO two gets delivered? Yep. So yep. I just haven't crossed that bridge yet. Yes, they're, you know, you know, air gas or whatever we use, like they do that. Yep. But I just haven't crossed that bridge yet. Yep. So once I do that, that's one more thing off my list where it's automated. Yep. Okay. Um, um, so trying to, you know, scale the business to where that, you know, I'm not there. I mean, you remember the early days I was there sun up to sundown. Of it was at a point where after a month or so, I couldn't stand any longer. My feet hurt so bad. Yeah. That, that I literally could make it to about 11 in the day, and then I'm like, I got to go sit down. So I think people don't realize, though, that that's what it takes to open any business. Is I, yeah. I, I meet a lot of people that want to start something on the side or kind of passively, but I think you're doomed for failure unless you commit to being there. You've got to be there around the clock well, I needed for months, to learn sometimes it. years. Yeah, I exactly. needed to learn Because if you don't know it, how can you teach it or train yeah. it? Yeah. And if you don't do it and you just hire someone to do it, that person's not going to be there forever. And then what happens when they leave? Yeah. You have this whole process and procedure that you can't replicate. Yeah, and my partner, uh, Christina Strangio, um, we we work really well together. We we share some responsibilities on like the upper level yeah. side. She focuses... Um, um, a lot on the grill side of things, so yeah. I don't I don't venture in there too much. Yeah. I mean, I know what's going on, um, but... You know, overall, we, you know, this is another aspect of the business too, is going into business with your best buddy's wife. Yeah. Okay. So, so there are, um, you know, my, my responsibility to them is to, is to give them the best that I can. And for us to do this together, this, this pack that we form to be successful. So now we're, we're, we're responsible for each other's uh, success. And I, and, and at times, you know, if we don't see on, you know, we don't see eye to eye on something, you know, you, you, you have to really be uh, strategic about it. And thankfully she puts her heart and soul into it. Yeah. Um, and we, we each kind of have our little pockets of the business where we excel yeah. and where it works for us. Yeah. And so, so far so good. That's good. I mean, doing business with friends and family, which I've done, it just, it has another, it can be great because there's this level of trust there. Mm-hmm. But it is certainly difficult when there's conflict because it's more than just business, right? There's a friendship, there's a family thing mm-hmm. here. And so separating those is 
important, right? I think if you go into it and say, look, any disagreements we have about the business, let's keep them here, right? Yeah. Like if it's the day before Thanksgiving, let's have that argument hashed out. And then at Thanksgiving, let's not even bring it up. Yeah. It just no, has no, to no, be we, so, so far, so good, you know, and I have a huge responsibility to make the business, uh, you know, uh, successful yeah. uh, for all of us. And, and, you know, I have a commitment to uh, Tony and yeah. uh, Christina yeah. um, to, to make sure that we, that we uh, succeed in this. Yeah, so that's so far, it's working. That's good. awesome. Um, so um, kind of to, to end here, I want to spend a few minutes chatting about what we originally wanted to discuss, which is shutdowns right small businesses are i mean they're kind of reopening now depending on where you live Mm -hmm. and what kind of business you're in but um obviously back when we first met almost every business was shut down and that was one of the reasons why you know like you how you had the market to kind of get your mind off of things you know our team kind of had your project as a way to get our mind off of things too because almost all of our clients are restaurants and I think I told you when we first met, I was like, look, we can, we can spend a couple weeks here and help you guys get everything yeah. going because our clients are all shut down. So yeah, was which a, was invaluable too. I yeah. mean, like I, I'm not, you know, blowing smoke, but you, you know, looking at, at everything that there has been to learn on the, on the, on the point of sale side, yeah. uh, at first we thought we were going to do this ourselves. Right. Yeah. Remember? And then I, I was doing some, some searches, maybe some Yelp reviews, this and that, yeah. uh, your company came up. And I'm like, hey, I, end up, I called this guy Paul. You know, I'm talking to my partners, and I'm like, maybe this is something that we need to think about. You know, more of an investment, yes, but look what this is going to do for us. Yeah. And so, um, I really couldn't be happier with what I'm. Like I said, I'm, I'm you know, complimenting you. I appreciate uh, that. genuinely. Um, but you know, getting to the this thing with the small businesses not to get like political with it, but just focus on what it is. I couldn't understand why during the pandemic, well, I can go to Target and there's got to be 200 people in here right yep. now. And I'm standing six feet, right? I got yep. a mask on, whatever the case was back then. I can do this, but yet the the boutiques that are down on Marine Avenue yes. on Double Island, yep. where they're at one time, there may be a, a woman that's, that's at the point of sale, you know, maybe two people, maybe someone's in the back moving product yep. and they couldn't, they weren't allowed to bring a customer in at a time yes, or correct. two at a time and like, Hey, make sure you're this, but yet I can go to a target and I'm thinking how social distanced are they at all the Amazon shipping, you know, the shipping centers. Yeah. Cause they literally are like, Oh yeah. Amazon just hired a hundred thousand new employees. Yeah. Wait, so they can, People can be together there, but yet the boutiques down on Marine Avenue are not allowed to be open. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I think the, the first thing for me, I, I right when everything happened, um, I, I was initially I would say I was leaning towards being in agreement of the shutdowns because there was just nobody knew what this thing was. No one knew what was going to happen. Um, but then as time went on and we started to learn a little bit more, uh, and then every state and almost then every county was able to pick and choose how they planned to reopen. And there was just vast differences in how everybody wanted to do it. And so it seemed, depending on your state and where you lived, that it almost did become political. And I think you can look at things recent facts here in California, which has been one of the most shutdown states, the the goalposts have continued to move. So first it was this colored tiered system, and then we moved to a ICU bed capacity, 
and then there's stay-at-home orders and you're not stay-at-home orders and now it was back on and now it's off, but the ICU capacity hasn't changed and now we're back to the tiers, but it depends on the county. And so it's, it's you know, you can't really figure out what, and, and these cameras can probably see out the windows, these cars have just been going nonstop during the shutdowns, the lockdowns, where no one's supposed to leave their house because, number one, I think people are tired of staying at home. Um, number two, there's a large amount of people that are either fatigued by the lockdown or they've just decided, you know what, I'm not going to be scared anymore. I'm just going to live and I'm going to do so cautiously. Yeah. Um, but I think that we've all seen so many cases of leadership saying one thing and then doing another, whether oh, they say the you can't hypocrisy is off the charts. So we've yeah. never, I, no time in my lifetime have we, have we lived during, you know, where there was so much hypocrisy that flies around from, from the government leaders yeah. and, 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 and things like that. And, and in the beginning, you know, two weeks to slow the spread. Exactly. Well then, and it, it, I just kept thinking like, what about the repercussions of all this? I mean, I watched a story the other day of a, of a, uh, a mom telling the story of her son that was like, dude, this kid was like excelled at everything and the school shutdowns got to him suicide. Yeah. Yeah. So when does the, when does that death get, get put into the equation of the lockdowns, right? So there, the, it seems like that for um, a certain group of leaders, that had no bearing on it, you know? Yep. Like what's the economic repercussions of this, you know? So, and our, our country has been fighting through this. I mean, it's, it's, it's really just an extraordinary time. I mean, my, my daughter, she'll be 17 next week. And she kind of gets it. You know, we're talking about things. You know, she's a 17, 16-year-old girl, so she's, she's thinking about other things. Yeah, yeah. But I talked to her a lot about it. Like, you guys, this is a really unique time. Like, we may look back in, in when, the, when the history's written that this time period, these years that we're experiencing now, and I think it's only going to get more difficult personally, yeah. is that we'll look back on this like these time periods of World War II yeah. or the Civil War, civil rights movements, you know, these, these sort of time periods where, where there was some massive change that was happening socially. Um, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's over yet. I think, I think, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I and I, I don't know exactly, I can't put my finger on what that worse yep. is, but it's certainly extraordinary time. Yeah, well, I think the... I, I, I've tried to stay out of it really until recently after having so many calls and meetings with clients and small business owners and seeing the amount of money they're spending to stay open legally, whether it's by tents and heaters. Yeah, what are the rules? Okay, we'll do this. The plexiglass. Oh, no, there's new rules now. Yes, exactly. And then you do that. And there's new rules now. And there's, you know, I've clients in Denver and Minneapolis and Chicago where it gets cold and they've spent tens of thousands of dollars on tents and heaters only to be shut down a month later. So here they've moved their entire operation outside. They've let go of half their staff. They've spent all the remaining money on these items so that they can keep some level of their business going yeah. until they're told that they can't do it anymore. And these are already businesses that are, are losing 60, 70, 80% of their revenue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've I've seen some, you know, some heartbreaking emails from clients to their staff, 
letting massive amounts of people go time and time and time again. And not to mention, they're letting all these people go and then they're able to reopen. So they bring on another portion of them on and then now you can't open anymore. So now you have to let people go and it's this yo-yo effect. Yeah. There's wasted food, there's, there's wasted time, there's wasted energy. It's so difficult. I mean, uh, Rick Tista, who's the owner of the Red O, yeah. upscale Mexican place yeah. up there in Fashion Island, not, yeah, not far from here. He's been on the, he's been the tip of the sword when it comes to all this. Um, and he, he really dedicated himself and his staff to doing what they could do to keep as much of his staff on because his staff become like family and you're not just responsible. Okay. This is an employee. That employee has a family. So when you look at how the chain goes, it's not just this one person. It's like, Oh, well then this person has, you know, dependents. So, you know, he, he has done just such a fantastic job of doing everything he could do to stay within the guidelines, to keep open, to keep creating, yep. to keep working, and and luckily with their business, it's it's they're doing great. I mean, they have limited hours yep. and whatnot, yep. but he's done everything that he could do to keep his business open. You yeah, know, it's been and it's not easy. Good for him. Well, that's the other thing is if you wanted to stay even open this year, you had to work three times as hard for a fraction of the money. It's well, just, and we're in Newport Beach. Yes. Yeah, we had a little bit of rain these of last course. couple of days. Yep. It's a little bit cold. It's yep. like 53 today yep. or yep. whatever. Like it's a cold day for us, right? <laughs> what if you're in Minneapolis? Exactly. Last time I was in Minneapolis, there was a blizzard. Yep. We were there for Supercross, right? There's no outdoor seating on the sidewalk yep. there. Yeah. So what, what happens to all those people? What do they do? Yeah. What, I mean... It's, and, and then you also go back to early on when they were saying, well, these businesses are essential and these businesses are not essential. Well, to your point, every business has human beings that are making an income to provide for their family. I, that is essential in every way. I think there's many people that would say that small retail store, or that small boutique, like that's essential to their lives. That's essential for, you know, entertainment for escapism. I mean, there's so many things, you know, here we're supposed to live in a world where we can only do things that provide basic necessities mm-hmm. from a chain grocery store. I mean, it just, it, it gets to a point where it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And so I've, I've moved from really saying that, look, everybody should play within the lines early on to now saying like, look, play within whatever you think is best. Yeah. Because I think that's the right way to do it. If, well, like if you're like afraid and you want to stay freedom. home and um, you know you want to wait and you want to get vaccinated, like you should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, and if you want to be out, and if you want to experience things, and you know what the risks are, you should be able to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. That our 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 family family. Our country is founded on freedoms. Yeah, exactly. And this day and age, right now, this time that we're living in, so many of these those these things are being yeah. uh, challenged, um, and it's not over. That's that's what I said. I don't know. Maybe maybe the next stimulus check, we we all should just uh, if if you're lucky enough to be one of the people, just become a retail trader. <laughs> look for the shorts. Look for the shorts. Go the opposite way. He's, the one guy. What he? What he? He, he, he put in fifty grand, his whole savings, yep. and it ended up uh, twenty two million bucks or something. Amazing. Love it, right? Uh, cool know. man. I, I, really I don't know what the you. answers are there, but I, but I definitely am for freedom, and I'm for people doing what they got to do. I agree. I appreciate you being on. And uh, where can everybody find you? Websites, businesses, URLs. 
Yeah, so uh, the market? Do I Anywhere. Want Instagram, Yourself, uh, your market, Balboa, your business? Yeah, Bubba Island Market Grill on Instagram. Uh, and you can find me at Instagram at, at emig47, E-M-I-G 47. That'll give you everything you need to know. Awesome, man. Thanks for being on. You bet. Appreciate it. Headfield Group.